Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are, last show of July the 26th, 2022. Yeah, I got to move your volume up a little bit. That's me. How are you? I turn was me up. About- turn me up. Yeah, turn you off. Uh, we have everything working here. I'm I'm back from another little trip. Yes, you were. I took, you took another, uh, jumped on somebody's boat and went somewhere. And took first place in the appetizer competition. Oh, you were in a cooking competition. Mm-hmm. First place. So uh, what did you do for an appetizer that would win? How many people were involved in this and were any of them any good? About 15, 16 boats. Oh, the bunch of boats. Every yeah. boat, All the boats submitted something? Yeah, it was a dock party. We had an appetizer. A dock party? Yeah. So we got over to Bimini. All the boats were in a, on <laughs> Bimini. On Bimini Dock B. And we had about 20 boats there in total. And everybody at about 6 o'clock was at night. Gary Hart, was Gary Hart around? We, we went through this already. Monkey business, remember? Continue. <laughs> so uh, there was some good good entries. Actually, one guy was uh, on the dock, somehow plugged into something, had a frying machine going, making conch fritters on the dock. Ooh, I'd go for that. Yeah, somebody else was making uh, pulled pork tacos, soft shell tacos. Okay, well, let's, let's start with the conch fritters. How did you beat that? What did you make? I made a homemade, from scratch, fully ground myself, Italian sausage patty. I made a homemade pimento cheese, slathered that on a slider bun. Wait, wait, wait. You made a homemade pimento cheese? Yes. But you had a cheese making thing at home? You had a compressor? You made the cheese? I didn't make the cheese. I made the things that went into it. I took a variety of different cheeses and cream cheese and garlic and all sorts of stuff. You made a spread. Yeah, I made a spread. And then I took the mandolin, not the musical instrument, but yet the kitchen utensil. Yeah, the one that'll chop your fingers off if you're right. not careful. careful. And very I, dangerous device. Very dangerous. And I sliced up a uh, very fine leek and also, um, what else did I use? I used, uh, oh, leek and uh, fennel. And I made a uh, like a slaw out of it with some white vinegar and salt and pepper and lemon. Put that on top, closed that up and served it. You put it on, okay, you had the the Pimento cheese at the bottom. Pimento cheese in the bottom. Patty. The cheese at the bottom. The patty on top, good, it plops on, goes on there. Right. And And then then on top, you put the the salad, like it was like you're doing barbecue in the South where they put coleslaw on top of the pulled pork. Right. And and you, how does somebody hold this thing? It's got cheese on the bottom. Is there any way of gripping it? It, There's a bottom bun and a top bun. It's on a, it's on a. Ah, you didn't say that. Sorry, missed that point. I apologize. It was oh, so. It's it's essential. It is Slider. a take. It's the rethinking of uh, that. Sounds pretty interesting. It was good. Well, the sausage the sausage patties were incredibly tasty. And so you kicked the ass of the guy who did the conch yep. uh, dish. Yep. Voting uh, was, was very skewed in my direction. Let's just say that. Then I made. A, Did he have a sauce to go with his fritters or anything? That might help. <laughs> no, he didn't. He had like a uh, yeah. He had like a ketchup mayo. Oh, yeah, ketchup no, mayo a, thing. Disqualification. Yeah, that's what happens. What happens. Uh, some other people made. Somebody had just a just a giant pile of shrimp. Giant pile of shrimp. 
Um, some other people it's, made. It's, what does it take any skill? No, not really. No. Uh, there was a couple other sliders. There, somebody made something that wasn't that, that good. No, you you sound like you made something yeah, that was pretty spectacular. Nachos. And then I also made an apple. We had a drink competition. So some guy made a you giant. You won that too? I, I, I don't want to talk about the fact that I really won that, but I gave the prize to somebody else. But that's another story. Oh, please. Because I got all the votes, but I couldn't because I was running the event. I couldn't take all the votes. Oh, that was one of those deals. Conflict yeah. of interest. I couldn't do it. But I made an apple pie hooch. So what I did was I made apple I made my own apple cider. I took apples and I put them in an Instapot for hours and let this thing cider up. Then I took grain alcohol. Well, I strained that. Put grain alcohol, some sugar, some cinnamon, a few things. Let it sit in a closet for three months. Three months. Okay. That sounds about right. Then I took it and I put it in a shot glass. And you, you it. tasted it first to see if it was toxic it was, or did you give was, it to somebody for I, else? I, I tasted it. It was pretty intense. Put it in a little shot glass. It was chilled. Put it in a shot glass on top of that whipped cream. On top of that, I made my own... Uh, Graham cracker crumble on top. And <laughs> no, you do that I, as a shot. You have to, I got to get my cooking show going. Apple pie hooch. Yeah, I'll be there right with you. Yeah. Sounds like it. You know, I told everybody you could follow me my, my, on my cooking exploits on dad bod food blog on Instagram. That's my Instagram. You probably don't know what Instagram is, but everybody else that knows what Instagram is, dad bod food. I blog. know what Instagram is. <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's talk about what's going on. We got a better vibe in the markets. Markets are getting a little bit more comfortable. Today was a weird day with the whole Walmart uh, announcement. Yeah, the Walmart thing, it had to be a yeah, not very good. head scratcher. Not good. Uh, Biden has a case of the vid. <laughs> yeah. So we were on, now you have to understand, I am on this trip with boaters from Florida. Now, you probably know this, but let's just go over this for a second. Boaters from Florida, their political persuasion is? Conservative. Conservative. I think they'd be very conservative. We found out on the trip over that Biden had COVID, and all of them were... were Whooping it up. No. Wishing for his good health. Because God forbid something happened. Oh, they had Kamala Harris get in office. Yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds right. That was yeah, exactly how the whole thing went down. <laughs> we got monkeypox. We got an update from the who? And uh, I guess there's a big question I've been asking. Are we at peak musk? I thought we were at peak monkey. It could be a peak monkey pox, which there was another update again tonight. But are we at peak musk? Never. You don't think so? No, it's like peak oil. It never happens. Never happens. We had uh, Janet Yellen talking about how uh, a recession is not inevitable, which is the well, code words. She's thinking uh, on her feet. Well, what's interesting is that actually Nothing's tonight, inevitable. Nothing's inevitable. So you put that out there. What's interesting is that we have a GDP number coming out Thursday. And- all of a sudden, there's an announcement. She's doing a presser after that announcement, which leads me to believe it's not going to be good, and she's going to try to smooth this whole thing over. with Just like the White House did with their blog post about what is a, how do you determine a recession? Isn't it possible that it's going to be better than expected, and she's going to... Oh, that presser to to spike the ball. Oh, oh, that's possible. You think she would hand it off to the president, but that's that's possible. Well, the president's got COVID. He can't do anything. Well, he comes. He, he's doing press conferences. And he looks like hell, and he sounds terrible. And it's 
I think it's a simulation, but okay. Well, doesn't doesn't Adam? I heard I, I was doing a little exercise today, and I was listening to No Agenda, which of course uh, Thursdays and Sundays at two o'clock in the two o'clock p.m. Two, no, no, 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Two o'clock Eastern time, and um, I heard you or heard Adam talking about his theory how Biden's not actually alive. Yeah, he's convinced right off from the get-go that Biden has, is dead and it's just a cover-up. He's still convinced the queen but he is he feels dead. that way about the queen, too, the queen so too. it's not yeah. like he's inconsistent. Right. Here. So every, maybe we're, you know what? Bring up to him next time, maybe we're all dead. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we're in the mood. What was that? That was Lost. Yeah, we're all dead. We're, we're, we're TV in, show, Lost. We're in between. We're in the, uh, what was that we called? We just have bad writers. That's <laughs> the difference. 10-year <laughs> yield is at 2.78%. Right now, which is pretty remarkable considering the fact that we're raising rates, raising rates. Oh, my God, raising rates. And we were at 3.5% weeks ago. I know. It makes zero sense to me. None of this. This is a, a makes whole no sense. mind but okay. screwing. Market update. So this is the biggest week of the quarter for earnings. We have, I think, 40% 40, 40 of the S&P 500 is putting out their earnings this week. And we had a few whoppers tonight. Uh, we'll talk about Walmart because that was something that was interesting. They were not supposed to be coming out with any of their earnings. It was uh, interesting that they did so, though. And uh, it was a pre-release. They expressed bad news, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tech earnings were uh, in the spotlight this week, and we're going to watch the ad biz in particular. We saw Google come out tonight. Google did, in fact, um, uh, come out with... Earnings that missed, and uh, there was a lot of blame on many advertisers missing from the latest numbers because it's just cutting out. We saw Snapchat or Snap come out with their earnings this week. Oh, that was terrible. Or maybe it was last week. Down 35% on the print, down to ridiculous levels, Snapchat. It's like it's going out, done, cooked. Uh, I don't think so, but okay. Well, I can tell you from a company standpoint – or from a financial standpoint, the, the stock's not looking so good. It's going to be a buying opportunity. For, for another company to buy them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's Facebook. No, what is it? Who was the one else? Snapchat always had the goggles. Who else wants the goggles? Uh, the glasses. So. Well, Google had the glasses, and then it was called Google Glasses, and then the goggles, and then I think Facebook was toying with the idea. Maybe the do something with that. That was, and then a, Facebook does have the the things you put over your the the big the helmet, the, the big goggles. Yeah, I have that. I have one. I have one brand new in the box in my office, never opened. Yeah, well, there you go. You just threw money away. Right, totally. I think I can get more money for it now, though, because the price is going up, so I can probably sell it for higher. Mm. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, markets are having a great month. The Fed uh, tomorrow can change all of that, but odds are that they will stay the course, and we're going to talk about the odds. Uh, on that, IMF downgraded of uh, the global economy and a remarkable housing number that came out just yesterday. Or maybe it was just today. What day is today? Is today Tuesday? Gosh, it was early this morning it came out. An amazing number came out. And after hours, we saw Microsoft, Google, miss, but the commentary about strong demand, particularly for Microsoft, overshadowed the slowdown that they're seeing. Huge moves and reversals from originally down Microsoft a few percent to up, Google up 
Chipotle moves higher big time, even on not such great earnings, but a discussion about the potential for more price hikes on their menu. Everybody says they can charge $25 for the burrito. The, you know, this is the interesting dilemma that we, we're looking at, and it's, it's worth stopping for a second and talking about it. With everybody tightening their belts and a, and a possible inflation, even if we don't go into one, it's close enough. You, this is not the time you hike the prices. And I think this is reflecting what happened to Netflix and losing all their subscribers. They're going to lose customers doing this. Yeah, that's And the point. fact that people that the market is jacked up about and think it's a good idea. Do these guys have any clue? That's not a good idea. I, I mean, there is a certain pain point. I this evening ordered for a friend who has some surgery, went over the house before the podcast and went and got a large pizza with uh, meat on it, a salad, and 20 wings. Please tell me what you think I paid for that. 40 bucks. 75. Wow. I'm telling you. I, my wife I says- 40. I was guessing high when I said 40. My wife sent me the bill. I'm like, what is, what, I don't understand. What is that for? I, I, don't, I don't see it. Said so the salad was like $15. I'm like, oh, just for lettuce? Salad from a pizza parlor, 15 bucks. Yep. That's a joke. Yep. $30 for the wings, $30 for 20 wings, and like $20 for the uh, pizza, which was ridiculous. And then there was 20 wings. Maybe there was $5 delivery cost in there. It's terrible. The whole thing is a chip. Oh, I'm never ordering for them again. I love their stuff there. I'm not doing it again. What place was this? It was um, Anthony's Cold Fire Pizza. Oh, they have a coal fire thing? Yeah. They, they, we all think the it was should be a mistake. They, they, it, they only cook in the coal fire oven, everything in the whole place. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. It's good, though. It's good pizza. It's, 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 it's burnt. Yeah, that's what, that's what the coal fire, fire pizza is very burnt, usually. Yeah. It only takes about 90 seconds to cook the whole damn thing. They it was, throw it in that 800 degrees, 850 sometimes. Mm -hmm. Pop, just done. Yeah. So pretty cool. All right, listen, remember the closer the pin, get your entry in for the latest we have going on right now, which is a stock by the name of Airbnb. So uh, make sure to get in on that. What else do we have here? Let's see. All right, so, so this week we're going to see GDP, PCE, well, you didn't goods. too much comment on the on the Case Shiller home prices. Uh, you want to know about that? Case well, it seems important. Case Shiller home prices today released for the 20 cities up 20.5%. It's ludicrous. <laughs> on a year-over-year -year basis, which is lower than it was last month. Last year, month, yeah, big deal. <laughs> 21%. Yeah. 40% increase over the last two years. Yeah. Which is still is ridiculous. Out, out of control. So I, I think I've mentioned this last week to you, but if housing prices drop 20%, is anybody worried? Except for the fact that people have just bought their homes, right? But people that have had their house for a few years, it drops 20%. Who cares? If you bought your house six months ago, who cares? Right. It's it's like, so you take a little bit of a loss at that point. It's It's unbelievable. And uh, I don't think people are necessarily. I don't think it's going to let up because of the, the 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 infrastructure that provides all these houses and the fact that we have a growing population that we have millennials getting into their earning years. 
I just don't see it slowing up. I, I can't see it slowing up for the number five years. A number of years ago, all we heard about was all these people living in the basements. All these people moving back home, right? They've moved out. They've gone. And nobody really thought yeah, that there's going to be a demand. demand from people in the basement. Right. The basement dwellers. Even Biden's not in the basement anymore. No. And nor is Chris Cuomo. Remember, well, he went back to the basement. Did he go back to the basement? Yeah, he's become a podcaster. Oh, really? Yeah. That was bad. That whole yeah. basement COVID thing that he did. Remember that? Oof. Yeah. Well, he, he, on his new podcast, he's bragging about that. Oh, is he? And, you know, he was yeah. seen. I, um, I have a lot of friends. Remember, I went to Montauk. He was seen in the Hamptons a few different times during the COVID outbreak doing his things. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. During, while well, he had COVID, he's floating around like a. I don't a think when he had bag. COVID, but during the COVID period, he was out there. I think he was on a couple of tables dancing. Some, uh, something was going on. Mm. Mm. All right. But that's a lot. So go, go housing. You know, maybe try to use it as a cash register if you can. It's doable. It's, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. So here's a couple of things about the month because a lot of people are freaking out. You know, I talked about two different times this week, the idea of ostriches, uh, ostriches, ostrichai. What is this? What is the plural of ostrich? Uh, ostrich. Oh, it's still the same thing? It might be ostriches. Ostriches. Ostriches and penguins. And there's a lot of people that are just like, I'm not looking at my statement. Oh, my God, I don't want to see. What so they're just letting things just get out of hand and, you know, get crazy. And they're not even looking at what's going on. And at the same time, even if they're not looking at that because they don't want to see how much their portfolio may be down, they're not looking for opportunities either, right? They're just not dealing with it. If yeah, I don't look you've at seen, it, we've I seen this phenomenon during the era of our show yeah. numerous times. So ridiculous. Such a bad idea. It's like a freeze. It's like deer in the headlights. Yeah, don't, don't do that. I mean, I'm not saying go out and sell what you have. I'm not suggesting that you do anything rash, but at the same time, what opportunities are you missing? For example, financials up 5% this month, tech up 7.5% this month, home builders. Now, wait, you say to me, Andrew, wait a minute. Interest rates are high. Home builders are not doing so well because, well, uh, the NAHB, the housing market confidence indicator is down. New home sales are just awful. Home builders up 12% this month. What's happening? Consumer discretionary. I thought people weren't buying anything. Up 12% this month. The safe stuff? Utilities? Down marginally. Bitcoin. Nobody wants Bitcoin, right? No, Bitcoin up 17% this month. So if you were looking, maybe there was an opportunity to find some things that were really good quality. Maybe a home builder in there. Maybe a bank in there. Maybe a beaten down consumer name that really had a good opportunity. For example, like Target, when I bought that on the, the incredible dip that it took and uh, made some money on that. You know, fact is, you're doing yourself a disservice or you're not doing yourself any benefit. Yeah, if you're freezing up. Yep. So as I tell everybody, and this is not a uh, commercial, go find somebody that can help you. Go find if you can't do it yourself. Go, go find somebody that can give you the information you need. Uh, speaking about where we are, rate odds uh, Wednesday tomorrow, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, we have the announcement of the two-day final decision on what will be in store for us from a rate hike standpoint. Tomorrow, 2. And 2.30, they spend a half hour looking at how the markets react to all what's, the information. 
What's everybody thinking? 77% of the, um, of the, of the, uh, well, the Fed, the Fed funds futures are predicting a 77.5% chance of a 0.75% rate hike. 22.5%, I was shocked with this one when I looked today, 22% are predicting a 1% rate hike. There's your 100% line right there. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So 100% really, um, the odds are it's 0.75. But my point of all this is there is no probability at all for a 0.5% rate hike, which I found really interesting. I'm guessing that means there's not going to be a 0.5% rate hike. Well, if it's priced in already and markets assume it, the Fed is never going to go lower than what the market no. assumption is. So 0.75 it go is. Set 0.75 and, and, and claim they're doing you a favor. Yeah, thank you so much. And they're also talking about another 50 base points coming, and already the, the Fed fund futures out into the future is already predicting in 2023 they're going to have to cut rates. So why go through these shenanigans of, of I agree, why don't you just cut right now? Or just don't do anything. Just say, you know what? Don't do anything. Let it chill out a little while. Let's see how this let's see how this works. They seem jumpy. Yes. So ridiculous. It, it's 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 honestly, it's so amateurish the way they're playing. They're 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 letting the market lead them by the nose. They're so afraid of the markets. Yet they're screwing things up with their forward guidance. There's a whole discussion about that now, about maybe forward guidance isn't something they should be doing. Providing all this information. Yeah. So uh, I talked about the non-inevitable. She said on Sunday, Janet Yellen, that economic growth is slowing and acknowledged that there was a risk of recession, but said, again, a downturn was not inevitable. Remember, that's the key word, not inevitable. But not inevitable, not inevitable, which is in a way, one of those double negative, maybe questionable. It's a very open ended. You can't find her wrong. It could be or could it's like saying. We think there's a low risk of recession, but, you know, who knows? Exactly. She might as well just say, who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's what they're saying. You know, it's possible. It's possible. Don't shoot the messenger. Now, the IMF is saying, on the other hand, they came out with a new world economic outlook, and they revised it down pretty hard. Risks the outlook were overwhelmingly to the downside. Now, that's a much different stance than, mm, I don't know, to overwhelmingly to the downside. So they said the baseline forecast is for growth around, this again, this is global, uh, to slow from 6.1% last year to 3.2% in 2022. They dropped it 0.4 percentage points lower than it was in April. So they keep on dropping it down a bit. Still, global growth, 3.2% when China's a big part of that. Um, and, of course, the rest of the world. I find that hard to believe, considering all that we know. Now, global growth earlier this year reduced purchasing power, tighter monetary policy 
drove a downward revision of 1.4 percentage points in the U.S. alone. In China, they're blaming the, the lockdowns, all the things that are going on there and the deepening real estate crisis, of, you know, which we talked about this. People are just not paying their mortgages. There's a strike yeah. on, on mortgage payments. And, 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 and not only that, when you have all these, these real estate deals, which we talked about, what do you say? I think we said 70% of the wealth in China is, is tied up in real estate. Yeah. And not, not raw land. We're, we're not talking about raw land. Man, they're developing and they keep on buying these apartments and all this. Yeah, and, ghost cities. Yeah. So there's all this problem there in Europe. Significant downgrade reflects spillovers in the war in Ukraine and tighter monetary. When are we going to be done on this with this war? Is it going anywhere? Or is it just this is like the ever present war now? Is this is this just this, the new normal? This war is ludicrous. No, but seriously, what what is your thinking of this? I have no idea. You, John C. Devore has an idea. Be, I thought it was going to be like what happened in Georgia where they kind of did a skirmish, did this, did that, walked away to some land. Well, they tried to do that here. You know, they got the skirmishes, the threats of this and that. And But meanwhile, they, I guess they find it amusing to just be blowing stuff up left and right and leaving nothing. It's a, it's going to be, the whole country is going to be rubbleized except for Lviv and those, some of those Western towns. And uh, I guess Kiev's not going to be leveled, but they could do it. So this is like when I go out, to my friend's ranch that has just all this land. And we take a jar of tannerite and put it in a garbage can or something like that and just shoot it. And it blows yeah. up and we're like, look at that. You think that's what's going it, on? There seems to be an element of that. Eh, it could be just let's, let's see what kind of damage we can do. Maybe they're doing it to rebuild. Maybe they're utilizing. Well, the Russians painting. definitely aren't going to be rebuilding, except in their areas. Uh, the country's too broke to rebuild. They're going to have to turn to China for financing or our economic hitman to, for financing. I don't know what what's going to come of this. It's not good. The whole thing is just it is it has got to be one of the most bizarre situations in terms of how this, it, it just makes no sense on any level. And on top of it, it, it you, you just have to wonder what the end game and, and what will be the, what would be the reason that it would end aside from just totally thrown in the towel by Ukraine? Well, that's not going to happen. Not if we keep sending them stuff that they can resell. Right. Uh, so that's not going to happen. I don't know. I mean, the Russians can just leave. Hmm. Hmm. Block off a couple of areas that they want to keep. Say it's ours. It's ours all along. We'll just abandon the whole thing and say, you're welcome back. And they come back to rubble. Yeah, highly highly unlikely, but uh, it's it's possible. Well, no, you don't know. Well, this, this risk to the downside, again, overwhelmingly tilted to the downside, according to the IMF, which, you know, uh, okay. They, you know, the World Bank, IMF, made up of economists. Economists have their heads so far up their asses right yeah, now. Yeah, and this funny. mostly are people. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, isn't always? Well, that, well, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, we're shooing our people to make all the decisions, and it's a good idea. Let's get uh, properly placed individuals in the right spots. And then CNBC is now saying there's a survey of uh, people that are looking at this. I guess the 
analysts and the economists that they look at shows a 55% probability of a recession over the next 12 months and an expectation that the Fed is going to start cutting rates next year. That's what I was talking about earlier. Well, they can't, start up, they can't cut rates until they get their rates up high enough so it looks like they're doing something when they cut them. Which is the equivalent of going to buy a suit at Macy's that they jacked up the price by 75% only to put it on sale for 40% off. It, it's exactly the same. It's same a, thing, it's right? Scam. It's a, it's a scam. Scam. I've seen that. All, I see you see it all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. This thing's on sale, but the price is too high to begin with. The sale price is too high. Ugh. Well, then they put a yellow sticker on further markdown. Yeah. Well, that's just another good one. Yeah. Uh, but then there's this the the whole idea of, of this are we going to enter in a recession? The question then everybody's freaking out about is well, what's a recession? Because nobody that is over, uh, under the age of 30-something has ever seen a recession, right? Well, and those were, a lot of those were kids. I think I, I would push it to 50. 50? To see a real recession. Um, I mean, we saw that little episode 2008, in 2008, 2009. Ah, that was nothing. I mean, a real recession that lasts a couple of years, and it's not just one segment. The whole economy is just grinding to a halt people are struggling to get the prices and everything right to get people to buy stuff and everyone's depressed well that's, well, that's kind of a depression. because the other problem is that there used to be some human thought process in this understanding emotions and all that and they've relegated this all to ais and machine learning and to all the computers nobody does anything anymore they just they, they, they figure the computer's going to figure all this out yeah which he doesn't do a very good job of that's stupid by the way the chat room is fixed remember it was broken last week yeah. Chat room is fixed better than ever. Chat room people that are that on there. It's the chat room. How can it be better than ever? Because there's an upgrade to the chat interface. Is there color now? You can get it, colors. There is, and there's really good stuff in there. People yeah. in the chat room, please, uh, all of you, or tell me what you think of it. Just put it in the chat right now, which means that nobody will do it. But if you hear this, tell me what you think of the new chat room. And if you haven't been in the chat room, on uh, Tuesday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, for those of you listening through other services and recordings, you can come over, listen to us live, and participate in the chat, which we're getting weird-looking emojis now from people. So I'm not well, sure maybe they do. There's emojis, okay. It's marvelous. It feels upgraded. It's back, baby. There you go. Right. Does it do the pregnant man emoji? The pregnant man emoji. Somebody find that. See if it's there. Okay, now, uh, when we're talking about recession, one of the things that's going on is the 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 uh, best chat room ever. Uh, but what what happened is that um, the the White House and I encourage you to go look this up. The uh, the paper titled "How Do Economists Determine Whether the Economy Is in a Recession?" And this is I thought it was a simple just two two uh, yes. negative growth in two quarters in a row. Yeah, that was well, that simple. It's that simple if that's not, if that as long as it doesn't happen under your watch. Oh. It's not that simple if it's under, you know, when when you're the president and when you're in charge, right? But if somebody else do does it, oh yeah, oh look it drove us into a recession. And I'm hearing already Trump was right. He said if Biden gets in, stock market's gonna drop twenty percent. We're gonna go into recession. Spot on, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Exactly what he said, spot on. 
Uh, we talked about the Snap and all the big, big things. The, the, it seems advertisers are starting to pull back, which is kind of a weird time to do that. But maybe they were just, down, you know. No, I think, no, the advertising thing makes nothing but sense. So we saw this in the year 99, 2000, 2001 timeframe. What happens is when one, uh, one of these services, in this case, Twitter, uh, can't tell you how many bots there are. And you have some guy trying to buy the company and he says, I'm not buying it because you, you're lying to me about the bots. The place is crawling with him. Uh, the advertisers look at that and say, well, maybe he's right. We're just spending on a, cause you spend on a per thousand basis. So you're going to spend X amount of money to get 1000 eyeballs. And if, if 500 of those eyeballs are phony, you're paying twice as much for your ads. You pull back and you say, ah, let me wait till this shakes out. I, I'm not going to just throw my money away. And boom, that's what happens. So that was a good idea if he was trying to lower the price for the deal. And I guess we could talk about that now is this peak Musk situation, right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. And I'll tell you something. So here's what's happened just in the last couple of days. We'll get the Twitter saga just keeps on rolling, right? Tesla has received a second subpoena from the U.S. Security Exchange Commission over its chief executive, Elon Musk, tweets in 2018 about taking the company private. Remember that 420? Yeah, we <laughs> talked about it on this show and wondered why he wasn't busted back then. Yeah. They, they so gave him a fine. They did him $20 million. Four years later? Four years later. They're looking back at that again. And uh, there was there was some other issues that were pending because he, he had to play by the rules, which he had to have a oversight board or at least a babysitter to do his tweets. He had to pay $20 million, personally $20 million from the company to settle this situation. So that's number one. And again, it's all about this 420. Somehow he gets himself in trouble. He's not understanding that the 420 thing isn't funny. It's silly. It's, it's, it it's, silly. it's immature-ish. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of immature things. I mean, look at his cars, the models. The, the model right, right. S, the model E, or the model, I'm sorry, not an E, the, the three, which is a backwards E. Uh, X, the sex, it spells sex. And the and Y, and the Y, sexy. And the Y, sexy. Right. So come, come on. It, it, this is, it, stay away from the 420, Mr. Musk, please. Now, the Wall Street Journal said that Mr. Musk was engaged in a brief affair this week. You talk about, the, well, this week he came out with, uh, happened last year with, Ms. Shanahan, who is the, uh, who is that? That was um, the wife of Sergey Brin, Sergey Brin from Google. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a coven of thieves in Silicon Valley. It's just a, a stick den, den of thieves. Den of thieves. Then Mr. Mr. Brin is filing for divorce this year which ended a lifelong friendship between the high-profile technology billionaires. And if that wasn't enough, we see that Tesla dumped 75% of their Bitcoin for a loss of a total net of $170 million that they took as an impairment charge in the latest quarter. Yeah, I find that to be, a, uh, well, that's just sketchy. Sketchy. Which, sketchy the way he was pumping the whole thing, right? Yeah, because he's, he's do, trying to do a pump and dump and gets burned. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's on the back of the shareholders of Tesla. Correct. So what's, what does Bitcoin got to do with Tesla that I would be investing in an electric car company? Well, it's because he buddied up with another, you know, well-speaking, seemingly, what would we call that? You know, on the spectrum style, super intellect, 
Michael Saylor, who is nothing but just a guy who has a great thesaurus and ability to speak and talk about very complex items fluently. And he is convincing, trying to convince everybody to put Bitcoin because it's, you know, because one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) really? Yeah. Yeah, Look at how the price have gone up. Okay. So one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. So let's see, what are you buying with your Bitcoin? Used to be able to buy, let's just, let's just say a Ford F-150 with one Bitcoin at its heyday of Bitcoin. Now it'll cost three. So three Bitcoin equals three Bitcoin. What's the point? It's so stupid. I get what they're trying to say and how one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, but one dollar equals one dollar. And I know people that are Bitcoin maximalists will be like, no, that's not true. Okay, whatever. So now, even Mr. Musk thinks it's peak Musk. Today, no, excuse me, yesterday, he tweets, and I quote, the amount of attention on me has gone supernova, which super sucks. Unfortunately, this is so so Californian speak, isn't it? Super, <laughs> Very much. The amount of attention on me has gone like supernova, which super sucks. Unfortunately, <laughs> even trivial articles about me generate a lot of clicks. Ha <laughs> ha, little emoji. While, while we'll try my best to be heads down focused on doing useful things for civilization. So it seems to me once again, once again, falsehoods that are so well done. It's like he has and I'm sure he does, has fixers. How can we show and reason and rationalize to all the users out there that love you how you have been slapped on the hand by the SEC for doing what you weren't supposed to do and they have taken it to the next level here, meaning that you're going to have to shut down your stream on Twitter. But how can we make it look like it's something else that's really benefiting other people? What do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. I don't have any contrary uh, idea. How many times has he done the same thing? He's like Lucy in the football, this guy. Explain that to people. And like the people in the back row like me. Well, there's a a penis cartoon was a very popular uh, Charles Schultz uh, uh, invention. that began in the 1950s. I think just went on forever until Charles Schultz died. Now they keep another rerunning old ones. But it was about a little kid and about this mean little girl named Lucy and mean, the mean little girl, Lucy, who looks like Diane Feinstein, by the way, oh. as a cartoon character. Oh. Uh, she uh, would always want Charlie Brown to kick the football for a field goal. And so she'd hold the ball for him oh. and he'd run up and run up and run up. And then she, at the very end, she'd pick up the football and he missed it because it wasn't there and he'd fall on his butt and she'd laugh and, in a mean little girl's way. And this was a running theme for decades. This, it was always just referred to as Lucy and the football. Hmm. So what you're seeing is that he's just making all sorts of mistakes and then pulling it away from him. He's always pulling the football. He's like, he says, you know, I'm okay. I'm good. Lucy's later in the cartoon show, but she's over. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. This time I'm, I'm honest. I'm not going to move the football. I guarantee it. It's not going to happen. And of course she'd do it. So he is all, he's misleading people uh, the way she did. Yeah. And then he pulls the football up and laughs. And he did this a lot during the time when uh, all these orders were going to come in early days, you know, the whole make it or break well, he, it. He's done it since day one. Yeah. 
He's a PT Barnum. He's really good at it. He's really good at it. And I think this is just a cover up because again, he knows that he's got to like chill out a little bit because he's got his tit in a ringer and exactly. he's, he's trying to get out gently. Yep. Just like when he wanted to sell Tesla shares for tax purposes. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, he sold a, I have, he asked, he, he was selling, he was wanted to sell, take his money out. He put a Twitter poll out there, whether he should sell or not, whatever the poll would say. And miraculously the poll said, yeah, take it out to pay your taxes. It's a good idea. So he sold a chunk of it, like 10% of his holdings. As there's other the reasons behind really had all anything of it. to do with this decision. I don't think so. No, of course not. Yep. But a lot of people think, oh, you know, yeah, we'll play this game. But they think there is somehow Buddy Buddy snuggled up with them. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, real quick on the, uh, let's get back to markets here on peak rates. We talked about peak Musk. Uh, you know, rates were about 3.5%, down to 2.75% right now. Um, all this fear of inflation rates are still coming down. The yield curve is flat after two years, after the two-year uh, positioning. Inverted for most of the curve. The 210 is negative. The, I think the three month in the 10 is getting close to being negative. So crazy. But yet now we're starting to see the impact of higher rates. U.S. existing home sales fell for the fifth straight month in June. Lowest level in two years as record high prices and fast rising interest rates make buying homes uh, more expensive. On the, I think it was the Pulte conference call today, they were talking about cancellations. A lot of cancellations coming in. Yeah, I, I think now's not the time to put the house on the market. Yep. Uh, maybe we're going to have some further gains in oil prices. We're having a natural gas price squeeze. The uh, Russians are slow pay playing their potential for shutting down gas, natural gas distribution to Europe because they don't like how they're playing. Of course, of course, that's the case. If that's the case... If they put the screws with delays on on a couple of different things with the pipeline, could be problems of global crude pricing as there's a big switch that will go on from natural gas to crude for heating throughout the winter. We'll see. They got to do something there. We got a closed loop going on. This is uh, in China now. All of a sudden, back to this where workers, particularly in Shenzhen, are being told, hey, you know what? We got this COVID problem that is spiking up again. What we need you to do is continue working. We want you to continue living, but we want you to do it at the same place. You will now have to move into the factory and live there until we give the all clear sign. Yeah, this is the opposite of what I expected. I mean, we do the same kind of thing, but it's working from home. Well, you the can't. You of, can't. You can't put a widget together from home. No, well, there's that. Yeah. Well, I've always said you yeah, There's a lot of stuff you can't do from home. Uh, but and factory work is one of them. So, so are you still thinking the key, the the problem right now is that you know? Now I just thought of something. What happened to this dropping tariffs on China to help with? inflation discussion that was two weeks ago. What have you heard? Of, where'd it go? No, what was it again? Jo dropping. We were going to drop some tariffs. We we're going to discontinue tariffs. Oh yeah. We we're going to drop tariffs. Yeah. What happened? We probably dropped them. 
I didn't hear any news that we actually did it. Well, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. They don't like reporting stuff like that because then, you know, if things don't go right, Biden gets blamed. The media does not want to talk about anything that will hurt Biden. I'm so sick of the media. So sick of all look this. Look it up. We'll look it up and talk about it in the next show. Yep. All right. So um, I want to talk about something here. It's somewhere here. Uh, Monkeypox. Monkeypox. I've been talking about this, and I had it even on the game a few weeks ago, a couple of companies that are involved in the production of smallpox vaccines, which have been said to work effectively with monkeypox. Now, whether they do yeah. or not is not the point. We're not talking about a whole, please, let's not get into the vaccination discussions because people get nutty and just crazy. And I loved your idea on No Agenda about a reality, was it your idea? No, it was Adam's idea, about a reality show that puts- well, It wasn't an idea, it was a, a reality. Somebody actually did the show and then he realized that we could have done the show. Well, why don't you tell people about it? It's a show, it's out of England, so I think on the BBC or someplace where they- it's like Big Brother, only the, the operation is half people that are vaccinated and half people. No, it's the people that are all unvaccinated and a bunch of doctors who spend all their time trying to talk them into getting vaccinated. And this is something people enjoy watching? No, they all hate it in England. They think it's, it's pandering. They think the BBC is a bunch of douchebags for doing it. Uh, it's turned into just a bit moneymaker, which would be nice. But it's uh, no, it hasn't. It just, they've gotten flack. Well, the WHO, the World Health Organization, has said the rapidly spreading monkeypox outbreak represents a global health emergency, which is only a few steps from a pandemic, by the way. And they labeled it a public health emergency of an international concern, and it's designed to sound an alarm that is coordinated with an, inter with an international response, which is needed and could Unlock funding and global efforts to collaborate on sharing yeah, vaccines unlock and treatments. funding, there's your key. That's the key. We talked about yes. this on that show, too. Yes. And by the way, and in this case, the, the the five check boxes you need to make this this thing even work to be a global uh, concern, only three of them are checked. This is a scam. There's 14,000 cases of monkeypox worldwide with a total of five deaths reported in Africa. This is a... I don't want to say normal, but this is a regular occurring disease in, in Africa. Yeah. And it is spreading. But again, if I was to, all right, if I was to say that, oh my gosh, all the kids got chicken pox in school, would you, and, and let's go further than that and say, wow, a lot of kids are getting chicken pox. Would this you happens with the measles every five years. But, but, but did anybody ever freak out about measles? No. And measles is pretty nasty. I don't understand why what's happening here. Is, is it that the, the, the health companies, the biotech companies and all that are feeding on this. And I don't, do you understand what's happening? I see it as some sort of a drug scam. But who's making, if the governments are paying the money to unknown companies, there's, there's a company, I think it's in the Netherlands, if I'm not mistaken, that has the the real deal vaccine. These other companies, um, and tonight there was something about the U.S. is projecting $7 billion needed for vaccines for monkeypox. What? What the hell is that? $7 billion? 
What do, I don't understand. Why is the government paying for this, not the Why insurance company? Why is the government companies? paying for all the COVID shots? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't understand any of this. Yeah, but, corruption. I, that's the answer. Well, the good news is if you want to get into the corruption, I mentioned a few stocks. Uh, I mentioned SIGA, S-I-G-A, weeks ago when it was at like 11. Mm -hmm. I think it closed at 18 today. There you go. Was it on the game? Yes, it was, but it was knocked around a few times. Oh, it ago. got bounced around. Bounced Never mind. Yeah. And uh, Emergent Bio, Biotech, uh, EBS, I mentioned that one as well, which is up another 5%. Sega with the $7 billion, it was up 11% today, another 5% after hours. So pretty good. It's rocking. Rocking and rolling. Okay. Uh, housing numbers. Okay. Question. Nice or weird? A company called Raising Cane. You know what that is? Raising Cane. No. It's like a chicken place. It's like a chick, chicken, fast food chicken. It's a chicken place. Yeah. The Never C heard of it. The CEO, Todd Graves, or maybe it's Todd Gravis, I don't know, said that he purchased 50,000 Mega Millions tickets and promised to share the $810 million prize with all of his employees if one of those tickets hits the jackpot. Okay. So should one of the tickets hit the jackpot, every employee with fast food chain could walk away with thousands of dollars. Good. So- what is that? What is, is this, is it a nice thing that Do he's we doing? know any of this to be true? Or is he just maybe buffaloing his own employees, hoping that they stay Ooh. working for him based on this bull crap? You know, I just bought 50,000 tickets myself. <laughs> I will spread it. You know what? If I win, every listener of this podcast will get a piece of it. Yeah, that's a great idea. You like it? Yeah. You want to do the same? Uh, let me, I have to check my wallet, but yeah, sure. All right, we'll get you in on that too. There you go. We're good people. We're so good. So good. All right. Uh, I talked about uh, the Airbnb. We talked about that. The 420 stock. Oh, oh, here we are. We're at that section of the moment of the time. And when we have to talk about donations, You're coughing up a couple of bucks, because as you know, things are costing more. The price of electricity, server space, the rack, the engineering, the development, the graphics, the t-shirts, the, t the trophies. Seriously, all kidding aside, the chat room with all its nice emojis that everybody's using a lot of tonight. <laughs> there are emojis everywhere. And they're kind of fun. Some fun ones in there. Uh, yeah, go over to Adesia Plug right now. Stop what you're doing. Just stop. Stop what you're doing. Go over to DH Unplugged. There's a little yellow button on pretty much every page that says donate. Give a few bucks. You're getting good information here, getting ideas. We're about to get into the discussion about stocks. You got to get an idea here and there. Um, John's been on fire lately, on fire. So something you can do to better the world. And only the people that donate have a chance to win the Mega Millions. And you can donate any amount you want. Yep. And also with a credit card. You can just do heck with PayPal. You can just bypass them and click on donate with debit or credit card. Mm-hmm. Works great. And you can also do monthly. Make this a monthly donation and click the box. Yep. Good people do that. It's very nice. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Yep, it is. All right, let's get to the uh let's get to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. 
Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. So you take this list, please. Yeah, uh, I got to reopen it. Sorry. Well, it looks like we have some of these old ones still hanging in there, including Medtronic and FBC. So we have a lot of red on here, uh, including the gold trust thing, which is old and just stays there dormant. The Liberty Media. But a lot of these reds are, are kind of dead money. They're not well, they're really minor, down. Yeah, minor. They're minor. They're minor. Minus two. Minus 0.3. Uh, minus two, that's your ultra short. Well, that was mine. Uh, no, it was yours. I don't know what I got JCD pick on there for. Uh, which one? Trade the, the pro shares ultra short, short 20 year plus bond. Yeah, that's thing. yours. I, I took TLT thinking that bonds. Oh, that's right. I took the opposite, opposite side of it. Yeah. And it's a double. So we're both losing out now. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes with those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how it goes. So, yes, right. I remember now. Then we have trade. Uh, uh, something tracks aid health, whatever it is, a buy picked the other, you know, a few little while ago, a couple months, a month, two months. It's up 16%. The, the ups are not that big, except for uh, Verica Pharmaceuticals. I just picked that. The bottom feeding is, I picked it on 7.6. It's up 25%. That's a winner. Winner. Uh, Karuna Therapeutics is, is dead money. Bank of America, which I, it's another way. You, uh, that's your, no, that's mine. Bank of America is mine. It's yours. Yeah, that's right. Because I already have FVC Bank Corp, which is up 84%. You picked JP Morgan. I put, yes, you beat me on this little side by side because my JP Morgan is only up 1.23, 1.29. And then we got uh, killed by Daco New Energy. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it it's solar a solar pick? company, but it's, I have good faith in this company. But okay. my oversold Netflix is up a little bit. My oversold Adobe's down. So we just a wash recently. Yeah. I'm going to go, by the way, uh, this is a risky one, but I'm going this as a, my excuse is a carryover, Walmart carryover. I'm going to short Costco. Let's see. A couple of reasons. Oh, one, Walmart carryover. And the other thing is Costco is really a high flyer. Yeah. They are. Walmart. Mart. The Walmart effect. Okay, we got that. Because if people, if the way you listen to the analysts on Walmart is, well, people are pulling back. They're doing this. And and the, and Walmart is the king of the low place. If you get your cheap tightwad, you go to Walmart to get things inexpensively. Well, that's what people go to Costco for, too. It's not there for uh, big spenders. It's there for people who want to buy bulk you know, cheap meat and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's got the cheapest USDA prime in the country that I know of. And let's not forget about uh, chickens. And the chicken. And they're losing their ass on those chickens. Yeah. Five buck chicken. They're going to keep making them and they're going to keep losing like two or three bucks a chicken. Yep. Okay. What else you got? Same with the hot dog. Oh, yeah. Definitely without a hot dog. Anything else? No, that's all I got. I got a wimpy buy. Uh, Coca-Cola came out with decent numbers today. Yeah. Very resilient. I'm going with Pepsi. More diversified. 
yeah. um, than Coke to a degree. Uh, yeah, good, they are. Good line. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is a needed item that people are just going to continue buying. I don't see one needed thing in that whole portfolio of theirs. The Diet Pepsi? No? Fresca? None no, of that's needed. Mm, highly used items. How's that? Well, desired, maybe. Desired. Maybe not absolutely needed. It's not like, you don't even need toilet paper. Let's be honest. That's what hoses well, are for. Well, you don't. That's what hoses are for. you got a hose in your toilet. Yeah. Well, I got the seats. You know that. Yeah, I know what you got. You got that that Japanese thing. Oh, the best. The butt sprayer. <laughs> Once you go there, you never go back. Trust me. Yeah, you keep saying that. I'm telling you, you know what? Maybe I'll get you for your birthday. You got to have an outlet, an electrical outlet in your bathroom. Make sure you have one. Like low down. No, they're running a long cord. I do have one, but it's over by the sink. Well, they could, well, you get an electrician to run it down by the toilet. Oh, jeez. What's the big deal? It's fantastic. Well, it's got an yeah. air blower to dry you in there, too. Get a battery powered one for me. Oh, maybe solar or something. Let's put it outside during the day. Solar. Bring it in. <laughs> well, I know you can moon the toilet, but I don't know you can sun it. Uh, all right, we're ending on that crazy note. All right, I'll see you again, what, next week? Yep. All right, see you then. All right, adios. All right, bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack because I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Company Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.